Welcome to the Birth Prep Podcast. I'm Taylor, and I'm here to help you prepare your mind, body, and team to best support you during your birth experience. Today, I want to talk to you guys about something I hear about all the time, something that is typically just known to go hand in hand with childbirth. We're talking about pain. How bad's it going to hurt, Taylor? Tell me. Just I, I could take it. Just tell me how bad it's going to be. <laughs> um, but honestly, I can't even answer that for you. It's different for everybody, but I want to talk to you guys about how we can try our best to minimize that pain. Um, naturally, obviously, we'll talk a little bit about uh, some pain medication, how to make sure we are making an informed decision when it comes to deciding if that's the right um, thing for us or not. Um, So we're going to chat about all the things really quick. But today I want to dive into why that fear or why that pain, I gave away the answer already, why that pain is happening. (laughs) Spoiler alert, it's fear. (laughs) Um, But we're going to talk about that cycle really quick. It's the fear tension pain cycle or FTP cycle. And that is something that I never understood, never even knew anything about until a couple kids in. And once I understood that cycle, um, it made a it made a lot of sense, right? So the pain cycle is like this um, not so fun little loop where fear amps up the tension, and that tension cranks up the pain. And um, you know, it's just like one of those things, like we think about it so much that we ramp our, like it makes us so nervous that we like think about it way too much is a whole thing. Like if you've ever thought about like overthought something, right. You don't sleep the night before and like all this stuff happens, right. Because there's tension in our body and it's a whole thing. Um, and it doesn't necessarily have to be bad fear. Fear, fear isn't innately bad in and of itself. It's a crappy feeling to feel most of the time, but it's not bad. Um, fear is actually very natural in this situation because, Um, Our brain is just trying to keep us safe from something that it thinks isn't great, isn't a good time, Um, and that comes with risks. And birth does come with risks. Your brain is right to protect you. Um, But unfortunately, your brain doesn't understand that we got to go through with this at least some way, uh, somehow, at some point. Um, The baby's got to exit your body. So um, just one of those things. We can tame the fear. We can kind of try to tame some of that pain, which is awesome news, right, that there's – that there's um you know, a reason for that pain. It's not just something that we have to go through. There's a reason for it. And if we can dive into that reason and try to eliminate said reason, obviously with, you know, it's not, the goal isn't fear free, but, um, we're going to try our best to get as close to possible, close to that as possible. Um, so let's dive into that today. (laughs) I don't, I don't know about you, but in my family, in my like marriage and my children and stuff. I'm trying to, I'm trying to break a few cycles. Okay. We've got some cycles that have been going on for generations at this point. And some of them we're just not a fan of, and we're trying to break them. Right. Um, it's, and with any cycle, you have to find a place in the cycle where you can break it. You can change it. We got to change something in order to change the result. Right. So if we have been getting the same result for me, I got, I had a painful birth over and over again with my kids, right? I thought birth was always going to be for that, be that way for me. And once I realized that there was a cycle happening, I was like, okay, how can I disrupt the cycle? Where is a space that I can sneak my little self in and disrupt the cycle and create a different result? Um, and that is the beauty of cycles that there is usually always a way for you to find, find a little way to break it. Right. 
Um, so we're going to talk about breaking that cycle, the fear, tension, pain cycle, and just a little bit more about that, right? So here's what's happening. We're going into the birth space. We're scared, right? We're scared for what's going to happen. Maybe we've never done this before. Uh, maybe we heard some horror stories. We're scared for whatever reason, right? Our brains just try to keep us safe. It's, it's a new environment. It does what it does. So we have that fear enter our body. And when it does, tension is present in our body. And that tension is what creates that pain. When our body is trying to open and release and relax to birth a baby, it is going to create pain. When it's conflicting in our body, it's doing the exact opposite. It's trying to do two things that are the exact opposite at the same time. <laughs> and quick commercial break for the fact that I'm on Christmas break now. So there's probably going to be at least a couple kids show up in the background or be like, stop it really fast when they show up in my room. <laughs> Because I do not have the luxury of a child-free space for a couple weeks now. Um, and that's fine. Uh, but you guys are just going to have to deal with it. And I'm a mom of five. I don't know what you want from me. <laughs> Anyways, obviously the part of the cycle that we're trying to change would be the top part of the cycle is that fear. Because if fear never entered the chat, then tension wouldn't and then pain wouldn't. Um, with my last birth experience, I would say I had a fear-free experience. Which translated for me personally into a pain-free birth experience. I literally wasn't scared of a single thing. I don't think I had, I, that was the first birth experience that I never got to the point of like, I can't do this. This is way too much. Like, but my brain would always get to the point of feeding me those thoughts. Like, can we just, this is canceled at this point. Can we be done with this girl? And I never got to that point and it was awesome. And it took, it took me a long time to get there and a lot of kids, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that this is easy work by any stretch, um, but it is possible, right? And it, and it really goes to show you that when you do remo remove as much of that fear as possible, then you really do remove as much of that pain as possible. And it is mind blowing how crazy, um, when you watch it unfold like that, especially when you've been trying for it for a while, like trying to accomplish something like that. Like I wasn't aiming for pain-free. I was aiming for enjoyable. And goodness, it was. And I was like so mind blown at it. Um, but anyways, this is not about me and how I achieved a pain-free birth. It's just, just goes to show you like that, that they, they really do go hand in hand, that fear and that pain. And that is why I love, I love coaching calls when I get to dive into those fears with you guys, because you guys have no clue how impactful that work is. And it's like, oh yeah, well, I'm scared of having to have a C-section. It's like, oh, well, everybody's scared of that. Right. But it's like, yeah, maybe everybody's scared of that at some point or another, but, but are you going to, but are you trying to have the experience that everybody else has? You know, it's like, oh, it's so easy to dismiss our fears. Like, oh, it's no big deal. But it's like, it's actually a huge deal. You have no clue how big of a deal it is. And yeah, it's normal for everybody to have those little fears that pop up. Right. But it's also normal for everybody to have an, a painful birth experience. It's like, do you want normal or do you want extraordinary? Are you willing to put in the work? So I don't know, just my little rant on that. Anyways, we'll talk about breaking this um, cycle. In my personal and humble opinion, knowledge is power. You guys should be arming yourselves with as much knowledge as possible, understanding the birthing process, um, what's possible, like what might come your way that day and how you can tackle it all, tackle it all along the way, like tackle anything that comes your way that day. Being informed is honestly, I think the biggest piece of the puzzle. Um, not everybody would agree with that, but I think information is king in this, in this space. If you don't like, if your brain keeps saying, well, what if we need a C-section? Well, what if girl, what if, did you answer that question for your brain? Your poor brain is like, oh my gosh, what? we're freaking out over here. What if we have done a C-section? You're just like, everybody's scared of C-sections brain. Calm down. But it's like, no brain. Like, let me take 10 minutes and research what it looks like to have a C-section and what our options are. And, 
and what might constitute an emergency C-section and what that looks like and how the process is and how they go about, you know, all of the, like, like give your brain some, some information to go off of, you know, if your brain keeps bringing these things up, answer the questions. Um, so knowledge is power in my, you know, that's a great way to break the cycle is just giving your brain more information, something to cling to, something to start getting to the root of those fears. Right. Um, another thing that like, there's a lot of things that we could do to, um, right. There's a lot of things that we could do to break this cycle per se, but I think getting it at the, where you enter it is the best, the best way to do it. Right. So we don't ever start that cycle because usually when you're in that cycle, it is hard to stop, right? You get into that cycle. We have fear. Then we have tension. Then we have pain. That pain creates more fear. It's like, oh my gosh, all oh, things are getting tough. Like, huh, are we going to get through this? Like, this is, this is kind of, I didn't expect it to hurt this bad this early. And then, you know, we get a little more fearful. Am I going to be able to make it to the end? And blah, blah, blah. Those little thoughts start entering our, our mind. And that all that, all that does, <laughs> uh, spoiler alert, it creates more tension in your body and that creates more pain. And then it just goes in a cycle, right? Oh my gosh, this is harder than I thought it was going to be. Am I going to make it? Um, I might have to opt for pain medication. I totally wasn't planning on doing that. I, now I feel like I failed. Now I feel like I wasn't cut out for this, blah, blah, blah. And it's just really just a never ending slope <laughs> once you get started, right? It's a slippery slope. Um, and I don't want that for you guys. I've lived that experience. It's not a fun one. It's not great doubting yourself the entire time and feeling those crappy feelings and, um, creating that unnecessary pain, which I never knew was even what was happening. Um, but very much what was happening and I didn't have to get to that point and you don't have to either. Um, obviously I'm not promising a pain-free birth experience. If you go through all your fears and you still have pain, like, I'm sorry, I don't know. I don't know what you want from me. Um, like if I could promise a pain-free birth, obviously I'd be a rich lady and I probably wouldn't even need a podcast. Um, <laughs> but I can't do that. And I wish I could, cause I would give everybody those. I like a 10 out of 10 would do it again in a heartbeat. Um, but that's not, that's not the case here. I can tell you all the things that I can, <laughs> all the information I know in order to make your experience a good one. So essentially in a nutshell, we got to break free from that cycle and that starts with letting go of the fear and gearing up for the journey ahead, right? Just really, really equipping yourself with the things that you need, trusting your body, your baby, yourself, making sure that you have everything you need in order to pull off the birth experience that you're trying to, right? Everything you need for your cozy birth space, everything you need for your plan. Um, you got your team ready for you, all the things, and that's wonderful and great. But I want to talk to you guys really quick about pain medication before we roll into, I'm going to share with you 20 different pain management techniques today. Are you excited? I think I have, I mean, I'm not going to die deep dive into all of them, but just tell you what they are really quick and, um, you know, share them with you. And I have not tried all of these, just a disclaimer. I have tried a lot of them. I will tell you which ones are my favorites. Um, but some of these are just from people in the space that I trust and that have said that these are options that are available to you. And it's up to you guys, as always, with anything I share, it's up to you guys to do the work of deciding if that's something you want to implement in your birth space or not. You guys are going to weigh the risks and the benefits of all your options and make the decision you feel is best. And, um, we're going to do that also with pain medication. So how can we make sure that we're making an informed decision on our pain medication choices? If you're choosing that route, um, if you are choosing, if you are opting for unmedicated birth experience, um, 
I guess I would say this just across the board, just if you're opting for unmedicated, just have, just have a backup just in case. Um, even if you decide that none of those pain management options are for you after informing yourself, you say, actually, none of those will ever enter my body over my dead body. Um, that's really great information, right? At that point, it's not even an option. Your brain isn't even going to think twice about those things. And then in that moment, you won't ever think it's like a back. Oh, it's like a backup. Your brain keeps going back to that option, right? So that would be my, uh, advice there. You can take it or leave it. You can do whatever you want, but that would be my, um, my advice as a coach. (laughs) So, uh, the pain, man- the, so essentially you're going to figure out all the different options that are available to you for pain medication, right? We've got epidural, we've got laughing gas, we've got the IV pain medication. Those are like the typical, uh, pain management options that are offered as far as medical options go. Um, and those are all fine and dandy, whatever you guys have to weigh the risks and benefits, make the decision you feel is best, figure out all the options, right? Asking your next appointment. Hey doc, what kind of pain management medications are available to me during my birth experience. I'd love to start educating myself on those. If you have any resources that I can start learning more about them, I would love that. If you could lead me to those, um, have the conversation, right? Figure out what's available. Once you do that, you can sit down with all those options, figure out the risks, benefits, all the things, weigh those, apply it to your specific situation, and make the decision you feel is best for yourself and for your baby. That is the work that we do inside the birth prep course. I teach you guys how to make decisions that way. Um, obviously we apply it to so many different things and that's just a drop of the water, drop in the water of the work that we do. Oh, that's like a tongue twister. Just a drop in the water of the work that we do in the birth prep course. And, um, goodness, I love the work that we do in there, but this is one of those things, learning how to make an informed decision for ourselves and for our babies, because if we're not the ones making the decisions, somebody else is going to be making them for us. So if they come in and be like, oh, we see you're getting, you know, you're maybe telling your nurse like, hey, this is getting too rough. This is getting too much. I need some pain medication. And they come in and they're like, okay, well, we have these three options. Okay. But, but one of them we got to do soon if we're going to do it. Um, it's past time for this one. So really these are your only options left, blah, blah, blah. And like, okay, so we have a couple options. They're giving us a handful of details. They're not informing us on all of the things, right? There's no way they have the time to, it's not their job to, it's like, we have to trust that they're giving us unbiased, good information in order to make a decision that we think is best for ourselves and for our baby in that moment when we're in a lot of pain, we might not be able to be in the best headspace to make a good decision an informed decision for ourselves and for our babies, right? We might be thinking with that part of our body that's in pain, right? Okay, well, give me anything. It hurts so bad, right? Um, And then you regret it. You might regret it later because of what you put into your body and into your babies. And um, not speaking from personal experience or anything. No, I totally am speaking from personal experience. (laughs) Um, So it's important to do the work, guys. Um, Make sure you guys are making that decision for yourselves, right? Okay. You guys ready to dive into 20 pain management techniques? Are you ready? Are you ready? I don't think you're ready. This is, uh, it's not that bad. It's not a ton of stuff. And some of them you're going to be like, duh, that's of course a pain technique. Um, and again, I wouldn't even, I wouldn't even contemplate using some of these in my birth space, but they're options. And I want you guys to, to know about them. I am not out here trying to copy paste my birth experience all around the world because it's the best way ever to birth. No, that is not what that is not what I'm here for. I am here to equip you guys with the tools and the information you need in order to create your own desired experience. Um, so here we go. You ready? <laughs> Number one, breathing techniques. 
um, goodness, you can do any sort of, there's so many different like ways of breathing and counts and like in through your nose, out through your mouth and blah, blah, blah. And like, honestly, you really just need a simple, like deep breath in, deep breath out. That's really all you need. Um, there's so many different ways to do this. You can Google whatever you want. If you, if having a timed thing that like somebody can walk you through is helpful to you, practice them. Okay. That doesn't help me. That makes me want to punch somebody in the face. You're going to sit there and count at me, tell me when to breathe in and breathe. No, uh, uh-uh. but practicing deep rhythmic breathing for me is very important to me because it shows me that I can keep myself on track. If I can keep my breathing on track, I don't, I don't want anyone. Your girl doesn't want anyone counting at her. Okay. <laughs> And you might not either, but you might also thrive with that. So breathing techniques that you drive with, those are great. Um, number two, massage, gentle massage, lower back, shoulders, um, goodness, even your feet, anything you want, you want some massage, provide relief, um, a distraction from contractions also helps that oxytocin flow, which is a natural pain relief. That is what is making those contractions go. And it's the love hormone, love hormone, nicknamed the love hormone. Um, and how can you feel bad when that's just flowing through your body in excess, right? This it's hard. It's hard. It's genetically hard to feel bad when that, that, and that's just flowing through. Um, so massage from your partner, whatever that looks like. And you might be the kind of girl like, do not touch me. I will cut your hand off. Um, and that's fine too. No massage for you. All right. We know that about you. <laughs> Don't put it on the list. Number three is hydrotherapy. This is a personal favorite of mine. Taking a warm bath or a shower to relax your muscles and ease the tension. Um, I don't know if this is on the list down below, but even pain, even, not pain, heat, like heating pad kind of vibes. Not everybody is a fan of heating pads in the birth space or even like when you're pregnant. Um, I like heating pads. Those are for me. I don't think I've ever used them in my birth space though, but an option if you want to use it, it kind of maybe might stimulate the same kind of, or simulate the same kind of, um, experience as taking a warm bath or shower. If those are not available to you. Um, uh Oh, a kid. Hang on. <laughs> All right, where were we? Number four, movement and position change. This is something I'm a huge advocate for. Changing up your labor positions. A body in motion stays in motion. I wholeheartedly believe that. So changing up your position regularly, such as walking, swaying, rocking, um, squatting. Maybe you're bouncing on your yoga ball. Maybe you're just moving around in bed, switching up the position. Maybe you've got an epidural and you just want to change um, whatever you want to do. Find what is most comfortable and change often, okay? A body in motion stays in motion. Number five, and this one I've never personally done and probably never will, but if it's for you, go for it. Um, Hypnosis, I can't even say it right. Consider hypnotherapy or guided imagery techniques to promote relaxation and reduce the perception of pain. Um, Again, I'm not saying this doesn't work. I'm saying this isn't for me, Um, but this might work for you and this might be a great option for you. So consider that that's an option. Number six is acupuncture, acupuncture, oh goodness, it's not even acupuncture, it's acupressure. (laughs) I'm reading the dang word wrong. (laughs) Guys, I promise I made this list. (laughs) Acupressure, which is using pressure on specific points on your body, such as the hands or um, the lower back to help you alleviate some pain. Another one that I've never tried, um, but it's, you know, one of those ones that's tried and true by some other people and might be something that you might want to implement go over some of those pressure points with your partner so they know where to push um, when it's time. Number seven is visualization. And I feel, I don't know, I guess 
in a, the definition of it is basically just like picturing a calming scene or focusing on um, some positive imagery, right? So maybe you're looking at pictures of your other kids, or maybe you're thinking about, you know, going to your happy, happy place. <laughs> I feel like there's a lot that you could visualize, right? So that's just one of those things that you could implement. Um, and thinking about what you'd visualize in advance is helpful. I think I don't really do this one really. Um, but I do kind of, even before my birth experience, I visualize what that experience is going to look like and kind of ground myself and like, Hey, this is what I'm working really hard to create. And this is possible for me. And I want to, I want to visualize it before I get to it. And it's just going to feel that much more possible. Um, so that's, a, it's kind of like backwards engineering, reverse engineering it, <laughs> like doing it a little backwards. Um, but I do think that's been incredibly helpful for me, like kind of really like saying, Hey girl, this is possible. We've provided evidence. We went and looked for evidence and we've visualized it. We've dreamed about it. And we know that this is what we're aiming for. Um, so that can go both ways, I guess. Number eight is a tens machine. Oh man, am I going to butcher this? It's what is it called? Transcutaneous, transcutaneous electrical nerve stimulation. I know I didn't butcher those words. <laughs> I think don't, don't come back for me and tell me that I said that all wrong. It's a tens machine. Okay. And I've never tried this, but it's for electrical stimulation. Um, that might help block your pain signals. So you're supposed to attach it to your body and sending those electrical, uh, stimuli to your body is supposed to help block the pain receptor signal thingies that are going on through your body, um, and help with the pain. So if you try that out, let me know. I'd love to hear your stories about it. I have always wanted to try it. I almost bought one for my fourth birth, um, which was going to be my first home birth, my first totally unmedicated birth. And I did not, um, I survived without it, but also, uh, would have loved to try it. So if you've tried it, let me know at this point, I don't think I'll ever try one. I got, I've got my, uh, I have my fear settled. So for the most part, and I know how to, I know how to deal with it. If any more comes up, I guess. <laughs> Um, so I think that's going to be my, my personal pain relief <laughs> option. Um, number nine is hot and cold therapy. Okay. We did kind of talk about this earlier, applying warm compresses, heating pads, whatever cold packs, even if that's more your vibe for the air, like to the areas of discomfort. Um, a lot of people feel pain in their back, uh, abdomens, obviously lots of, uh, muscle situation happening inside of there. Um, so hot and cold therapy might work well for you. Um, labor ball is number 10 sitting on the exercise, like the yoga ball thing, exercise ball, whatever you want to call it, labor ball, yoga ball, exercise ball, so many words, um, to ease that pressure and to promote movement, I think is really helpful too. I love using the labor ball when I'm an active laborer. It's like that. Mm, even transition. I was on it for a little bit this time. I didn't know I was in transition to be fair, but I usually like to use it during my active labor time where things are starting to get pretty difficult. And, uh, that's a nice way for me to, to ease some of that pressure that's happening when it feels like a bowling ball is trying to come between your legs because it really honestly truly is. And it's like, Oh, that doesn't feel very great. That's a great way. It's go sit on your ball. <laughs> Number 11. Oh, we got to move. We got to move this thing along. I tried to aim for a short 20 minute episode today. I think that, um, has died. It's we're on, we're 23 minutes in and I haven't even added music or anything. <laughs> so we'll keep this going. 11 is aromatherapy. Um, this is a lot, this, a lot of people like to implement aromatherapy into their birth space using calming scents like lavender. Lavender is a favorite of mine. Um, peppermint, anything that's going to create a soothing environment for you. Obviously what you consider soothing is subjective and you can use whatever kind of scent that you'd like, but aromatherapy is one of those things that kind of helps. Even if it's like a familiar scent, like 
goodness, even smelling like your baby's clothes or like something like that, like something that like brings you joy. Maybe you bring something from home, like a blanket from home that smells like home, right? And you're at the hospital and just, that just helps promote that oxytocin. I think bringing something that's familiar, um, into such a foreign space, I guess I should say, if you're at home and you go smell a blanket, I don't know how well that'll work, but you could try it and let me know how it went. <laughs> I've never tried. Um, number 12, another thing that I've never done and don't really know much about. So take this one with a grain of salt, sterile water injections. Um, I've seen these inserted into the backs of patients before, like for lower back pain and stuff during contractions, they're, uh, injecting sterile water into your body to help. I'm not really sure how it works. I don't know much about it. I don't know the side effects, any of the things. Um, so again, please educate yourself before choosing what to implement in your birth. Um, it's just a warning. I don't know much about those. Okay. But it's an option for pain relief, um, that a lot of people would consider natural. <laughs> I don't know how natural I think I would consider that, but you know, whatever. Continuous support. This is something that a lot of people don't think is pain management, but having somebody next to your next to you the entire time, um, whether they are rotating out or not, like having your birth partner, maybe your birth partner and your doula are like all hands on deck and like taking breaks, giving each other breaks, whatever. Um, or even a healthcare professional, maybe you have a nurse who's just like right by your side, standing with you, even through like the thick of things, um, just for encouragement and even assistance with whatever you need. Um, that is just, that does wonders. That does so much more than I think people realize, um, as far as that, as far as fear goes, having somebody, especially somebody that you trust right there with you that whole time, it does, it does wonders for, for you. Um, so don't discount what a good informed, supportive birth partner, uh, can do for you in that moment. I very much have the belief that me and Matt are equals in our birth space now. And that makes a lot of people mad when I say that sentence. Because like, how can you be equals? You're pushing on a whole human being. I feel as though my husband puts in as much work as me now. And um, not everybody will agree with that. But I'd, I'd go to say not everybody's been in my birth space. <laughs> I wonder if I, I should ask my mom how she feels about that sentence. Because she's been there. And I wonder if she'd feel if that's accurate or not. Obviously, I, um, yeah. I, I don't know. I've had a lot of, um, interesting conversations come from saying that sentence lately. And that'd be interesting to have that conversation with her. I asked her the other day to be on the podcast. So I hope she comes on soon. Cause we have so much, she's like, what will we even talk about? You know, I quickly rattled off like five different episode ideas. She's like, Oh, okay. Yeah. We could probably talk for days. <laughs> I was like, yeah, we probably could. Um, so anyways, Number 14 is pain medication. It's on my list as a pain management option. Um, I know it's not natural to be fair. I probably shouldn't have said natural for these things. Um, I kind of forgot. I made this list over a week ago. <laughs> um, but pain medication, we already talked about how to make an informed decision on that. That is an option. Discuss your pain relief options with your healthcare provider. Yes. Normally I'd like stop and edit all this out, but I'm on a, I'm on a mission. I've got too much to do to do all this. So enjoy the little outbursts. <laughs> um, so pain medication anyways. So ask your doctor about your options there. Number 15 is focused relaxation. And this is one that I have not tried one that I've heard some good things about. Let's concentrate on relaxing specific uh, muscle groups during your contraction. So when you're having a contraction, if you're able to be in the mental space of controlling different muscle groups, it's like really just 
practicing that control you have over your body and being like, Hey, remember, like, this is not bigger than me. It is me. This is my body that's doing this work. And just kind of a good reminder, like, Hey, I can, I can get through this and like focus relaxation, forcing different parts of your body, concentrating on relaxing those different parts of your body to chill out. Um, and I think that's pretty helpful or could be pretty helpful. I've never tried it. <laughs> Counter pressure. This is one of my favorites. Number 16, apply pressure to the lower back or the hips during your contractions for relief. This is one of Matt's jobs. Uh, he applies counter pressure for me to my hips. It's magical. Try it out. Practice it with your partner and let me know how you, how much you love it because I know you're going to love it. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Everybody has different experiences and I know that I would always get really bad back pain and that counter pressure was absolutely necessary to make it through for me personally. I already know we talked about hydrotherapy, but laboring in water, I count as a separate one, like kind of water immersion and bringing in a birthing pool. Like that's where we're going to stay for a while. We're going to be laboring. We're going to be hanging out in there, not just like, you know, dipping in for a few minutes for pain relief and getting back out to like reset your body for it, but more so laboring in that water and making that your laboring spot. Usually once you're in the water, you kind of give birth in the water for a lot of people that are aiming for a water birth. That's how I do things. Um, this last, this last time I didn't actually get the chance to labor in water. I was able to push in the water. Like I kind of just got in at pushing point. Um, it wasn't warm enough for me to labor in it. And I really honestly didn't feel the need to labor in it. I wasn't in pain. Um, but the time before that, I spent a lot of time laboring in the water. <laughs> A lot of time immersed in the water, which was really honestly awesome, especially with the the moment I got in, it was like, oh my gosh, this is a whole nother world. This is amazing. It felt so good. Um, I'm sure if I would have used it like hydrotherapy, like getting in and out of it, it would have felt good every time I got into it, but I stayed in it. So it's a different experience, right? Um, number 18, distraction techniques. Um, this isn't something that I have really used too much per se. I've used it like in early labor, like playing games and stuff like that in early labor, uh, with one of our kids, gosh, we played so many rounds of Uno, Matt and I, we were, went for an induction and we were so bored for a while until like everything got intense. We were just chilling, playing round after round of Uno. <laughs> and that was nice. Last time he put lullabies on for me, listening to the music, watching a movie, playing games, whatever you want to do to distract yourself from that pain. Um, those can work for a while. Uh, sometimes they get a little too, I think if we don't like think about the pain and like, okay, what's driving the pain? I think that pain can just stick around and just end up ramping up. But if you want to distract yourself from it, I think that's fine too. Goodness, we're just getting disrupted all around today. All right, we're almost done with this list. Number 19 is breastfeeding. Afterwards, if you're comfortable, if breastfeeding soon after delivery releases that oxytocin, which we've already talked about, it's a natural pain reliever. Um, so if you're experiencing pain afterwards, that oxytocin is actually doing way more good for your body than you're even aware of. Um, I personally choose to breastfeed my children during golden hour. I know a lot of us do. The statistics speak for themselves. Um, if that's not your route, that's totally okay. We don't judge you around here. Um, but if that's something you're going to do, just remember that even though it usually creates those cramps in your belly that contract your uterus and make for not a great time sometimes it also is releasing that natural pain reliever too um and then number 20 which is one of my favorite ones is positive affirmations birth affirmations whatever you want to call them it's just practice positive thoughts that help you maintain a positive mindset and reduce that anxiety that fear surrounding that pain in your body 
I used to think birth affirmations were dumb. They're not dumb. They're awesome. I love using them in my birth space. Um, it's really just like when your brain inevitably tries to keep you safe. We talked about this earlier. Kids like, I can't do this. This is way too hard. I wasn't cut out for this, blah, blah, blah. Your brain starts to go. It's toxic little ways trying to keep you safe, right? It's just doing its job. We love our brain for doing its job. Um, but having those positive practice thoughts to feed your little toxic brain in the moment, uh, can be really helpful to try to keep your brain on track. Because if you let those fears take over, we already know what that cycle looks like. We already know the outcome of that. Um, so if we can try our best to keep ourselves from going through that cycle, um, even just one time, right? If we can just keep one loop through the cycle away, it's, it's worth doing this work. So yeah, I hope that list helps. That was a lot of stuff. <laughs> that's good though. There's a lot of different, there's so many different ways and that's not even a whole comprehensive list for you. It's just some, some common ways that people choose to manage their pain during their labor experience. And I hope this was helpful. I hope this was encouraging. Listen, I want you guys to do this work. Okay. Please don't skip this work. It's so important. Before you guys go today, I wanted to chat with you quickly about the birth prep course because the doors are open until the new year. I'm going to be adding some new stuff in there come the first of the year stuff I'm excited to be adding, stuff that I'm going to be doing with Matt, who is my husband and my birth partner, stuff that we want to make for you guys for your birth partner to make sure that they are ready to support you in achieving the goals that you set for yourself and for your birth experience. Um, so just like very quickly, the birth prep course, it's four weeks. We walk you through the entire process of planning, informing yourself, preparing for things, and then creating that desired result for yourself. And essentially like I wanted to create something that helps you answer the questions that you should be asking to make sure that you're getting the care and support that you want and deserve as you're creating your dream birth experience, because it's possible for you. It's possible for me. It's absolutely possible for you as well. Um, I personally think that the birth classes at the hospital set you up to, I think there's good information inside of them. We talked about this the other day, Matt and I, <laughs> He's like, you, you give them such a bad rep. I was like, we did learn some stuff. He's like, I'm like, you're right. I, I will give credit where it's due. And we did learn some awesome things, but they were not the things that we needed to learn. They were the things that we needed to learn in order to be um, palatable patients, in order to be good listeners. And I don't think that is the goal for your birth or what should be the goal for our births. Um, I think that makes sense for that to be the goal of your healthcare professionals is to make compliant, obedient patients. Um, but that's not what I'm trying to create here. I'm not trying to create people that are just going to do what they're told. I'm actually trying to help you guys um, have everything you need in order to navigate the system for what it is and what I believe it is, which is rigged against you. Like you guys need this information in order to create your desired outcome inside of it, because unfortunately it's set up in such a way that is creating a certain result, right? And if we want to stop getting a certain result, <laughs> we have to break the cycle somewhere. And I think this is a great way to do that. Um, you can get in today. It's two ninety seven to join. Uh, it will not be that cheap come the new year. Uh, so it's why I'm doing a little push towards the end now because I'm going to, um, I believe I'm going to add a lot more stuff to it and make it more expensive. <laughs> and uh provide more access to me and stuff like that but anything that I add to the course next year you guys get access to so maybe you're just like oh well I'm not ready for it yet whatever you guys get lifetime updates you guys have another kid in three years and you guys open this again and it's like whoa there's so much more stuff in here you guys get it all for free forever and ever okay so 
if you're just got a positive pregnancy test and you're like, oh, it's not for me yet, but I want it so bad and it sounds awesome, but I'll wait till it's better. It, it will get better. Get it at the cheaper price. <laughs> if you're planning on getting it, get it now. It's the best time, I promise. Um, so if you have any questions about that, though, please feel free to reach out. The best place to get in touch with me is on Instagram. You can DM me over there. I'm always hanging out on Instagram. It's kind of like my spot now. Um, I will leave the link for the course and the link for my Instagram in the show notes for you guys. Um, the link for the course has a bunch of information if you want to grab some more info before making the choice to buy or not. Um, it should have everything you need to answer your questions. But again, if you have questions come up or anything I couldn't answer on the page, feel free to pop in my inbox and shoot me a question over there. Or just come and tell me how everything's going, how your birth is going, how you like the podcast, all the things. Maybe you have podcast episode ideas. You're always welcome to drop them over there. Um, I'll eventually get back to you. Sometimes it takes me a few days, depending on how many uh, messages deep I am. (laughs) But I appreciate the patience, as always. All right, guys. This was a great episode. Thanks for hanging out with me. As always, happy prepping. I'll chat with you all again soon.